Hello, you're listening to podcast number nine. So what do you do when an entrepreneur walks into the room? You interview them and the conversation is great. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. This is Sinitra. I am Sinitra and this is my podcast. How y'all doing? Hey, how y'all doing? This is Sinitra and this is my podcast. I am Sinitra, and the podcast is called How Y'all Doing? I tell y'all, I'm still working on that name. Bear with me, okay? Um, But that's what comes out when I open my mouth. So here we are. So this is my podcast number nine. I am super excited, just like I was the other eight times. Um, Of course, this is for a different reason. This podcast, I actually get to kick it with somebody who sort of got me interested in podcasting and has been there and has give me direction and wisdom and has edited things for me and has listened to me whine and complain and then not do it and then do it. So I get to interview my friend um, and my mentor, Mason Price. So I say interview, but this is going to be a little bit different. We're just going to have a conversation because the thing about podcasting that I love um, is that one, there's probably somebody out there who just needs to hear a nice, calm conversation between a man and a woman no drama, no stress, um, and a lot of respect. Two, I talk about breaking generational curses and following your dream. And I admire him a lot because that is one thing that he does. He follows his dream. He's an entrepreneur. Um, He builds houses. He's built decks. He's built a whole bunch of stuff. Um, He's recorded videos. He's done radio. So he has uh, consistently not let I would say not let how he, not let his surroundings decide who he's going to be. Um, and that's pretty impressive to me. So without further ado, because I still don't know how to introduce people, so I let them introduce themselves. Mason Price, please introduce yourself. <laughs> hey. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey. So, hey. Hey. Okay. Uh, thank you. for. I, I think you did a wonderful job uh, with the introduction. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So what we're going to do that's a little bit different because you're working on technical stuff. So I'm just going to I'm going to talk a little bit more than I thought. No, nah, we're good. I'm just checking your levels as you you're doing good on your level. So you're fine. I would probably put this over here. Oh, I OK, because I need to see that. OK, yeah, maybe not. Okay. And it takes care of itself right now. So you're good. Apparently, we're going to learn lessons on this show. <laughs> Is that how we doing this? <laughs> All right. So. Um, I know you were expecting a different kind of introduction. No, I'm, I, can, oh. I can roll with whatever. I, whatever? I can roll with whatever. Okay. So um, I'm going to start with questions because I didn't think of too many questions. But again, I want to keep it conversational. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the decision behind being an entrepreneur. So, and I say that meaning, was your mom or your dad entrepreneurs? No. And that's the part I love. What made you decide that that was the route you wanted to take? Um, I, oh God, I can, I can, I can talk from a few different areas on what made me want to become an entrepreneur and what, what it was. Um, one of the, I, I can dig deep. And that's a loaded question. Um, I'll give you a few different pieces though. Um, and I'll start with the easiest piece first because I don't want to get into a depth and then jump yeah. into something that's... Well, the person who, I guess, who you'd be talking to is the person who right now wants to try it, but nobody really believes in them. So they're afraid and their family or their whoever has told them no. But that that's not their decision. 
And the thing is, you got to learn that's not it's not anybody else's decision but yours. And the thing about there's there's nothing to be scared of in being an entrepreneur. Okay. That was the number one thing that I had saw. The day you want to make money is the day you're going to make money. The day you learn how to close the deals, the day there's no check, there's no there's no HR department, there's no interviews, nothing. Every time you talk to a customer, that's your interview. And if you're going to close the deal, they're going to pay their money. And that's pretty much it. So it's very simple. Uh, believe it or not, being an entrepreneur is a lot more easier than it is working for somebody. Because why do you say that? It's so much easier because you control the narrative. And so that was one of the reasons why not only did I become an entrepreneur, but I stayed one because if I, you you know, maybe you've talked and I'm like, all right, I need some money. I'll da, 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 throw a Facebook post out there. And next thing you know, I got a customer and I got a deposit and that's in less than 24 hours. So, yeah. so I've seen $2,000 in my account less than 24 hours because I've just said I needed it. Okay. And did the job and then it's over with and then we finish the job and that's it. So, um, but you learn parts like that from being an entrepreneur. So what was your first entrepreneurial? Business? A marketing company. A marketing? Really? Marketing company, okay. yeah. I did media sales. I sold TV commercials uh, for Time Warner. Kate Wills for my, my own business, but... I shot the TV commercials, wrote the scripts, like got the actors, and then I would actually put local businesses on regular TV. Okay. So it was a it was a very fun business, and I mean, some people still do it. Uh, I do it every now and then if I have a customer say, "Hey, I need a commercial for this," and it's a radio commercial. But I started out on TV. Okay, I didn't know so, that. Yeah, I started out on TV. That's why radio was so easy. For that me, makes sense because TV has a picture element, and then you and one audio element. And then so, but anyway, that's either, but uh, it was a marketing business. Um, and I always said, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to learn how to market. So that was one of my first things I wanted to learn because if you can't market, you can't get customers. You can't get customers. And I love that yeah. that you started there. So marketing, yeah, like what did that look like as far as training? Like how did you educate yourself in marketing? You see, that's a, that's the difference between nine to fivers and, entrepreneurs there's no handbook you go do right you just do did you go on youtube you just do (laughs) but what did you you just do i get that you go to somebody and say hey i want to put your business on the on tv okay and then you you roll with it then they say yay or nay and you figure it out as you go okay so it's almost like making cold calls you don't know okay right it's cold calls with no script so okay, all right. It's no call. It's cold calls, no script, and nine to five. I'm getting to check whether I win or lose on this call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, I, I, I see what you're saying. So, what kind of training do you get to do this and that? Uh, in the marketing business, it was not much training. It was, um, it wasn't. It was just I, from college. Okay, I learned how to write a PSA, which okay. was a commercial. Public service enough? Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty much commercial. 30-second PSA. And it was very natural. It was so natural. I did it in like 10 minutes. Okay. And it was exactly 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And so my teacher was like, you did not just write that then and there. I was like, yeah, I did. In the passing class over it too. I was like, I did. I mean, it it was so, so natural. Uh, So I was like, okay, cool. Then I, I got out of school because I had some issues. And this is what people don't understand about being an entrepreneur. That when nobody's gonna hire you for what you want to 
when when nobody's gonna hire you for what you want to do, okay, you can hire yourself. I'm gonna tell y'all something funny right now. So Mason has taught me hand signals. So I did the hand signal to back up off the mic a little bit. Yeah. He paused. Yeah. Me. What? Well, I don't know what the hand signal meant. <laughs> you can back up. Okay, I, I don't know the real hand signal. So what you want to do instead of holding these wires like you're going to kill your... Like, then if I'm too loud on the mic, you adjust my volume by cutting me down like that. Oh. Yeah. I am learning a plethora Yeah, so when someone's talking... Yeah, so when someone's talking they're too loud, let's say it's distorting. It probably is distorting. Because for the record, y'all can't see what I did. But yeah. I did the... The mama backup hand. Yeah, he did that. Apparently, that is not a a no. a podcast that technique. Means, that means stop talking. Oh, yeah. but you can't. Oh, that's why you stopped. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. Please. Continue. But I'll back. I'll back up. I'll back up. But yeah. So because I'm used to being like here where right. you get yeah because you get a clear sound. Yeah. yeah. But um. So the thing about it is, so when you can't. There's, there might be a place that you want to be in as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? And if you want to be in that place working for a, a company, they might it might take you years. Right. So the thing about being an entrepreneur is that you hire yourself at that position that you want to be immediately. You don't you have to. CEO. You are the CEO. I love that. You are the position that you want to be right. immediately. So and in both positions, you're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to. You probably make the same mistakes that you would have made either way, with or without an actual check. Okay, but sure, you're right. Yeah, you're gonna make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose money. That's gonna happen. It's nothing to be scared of. I mean, you're grown up. You're not gonna be homeless. You know when to get a job. Okay. Yeah, let's not be crazy. Let's. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's important to say though. Uh, yeah, you're grown. You know when to get a job. You know to, if you need to keep a part time job. You know how to do your expenses. You know, there's certain things you know how to do. And how you set up your company also can help save you in your life because you might be able to get a business loan that pays your bills for two, three years while you work your business and you pay on that. So there's ways you can set it up. And I like that because I think a lot of times, because I'm not an entrepreneur. Right. I think a lot of times people who aren't entrepreneurs but want to get into it, we think all or nothing. No, yeah, no. I'm about cuss. My bad. No, my mama listening. Yeah, my bad. No, no. And 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 I've been all or nothing. Um, I went all or nothing when I was when I became a contractor, but I made enough money that I could be all or nothing. So that makes a difference when one customer can pay me two grand, right? And I can build a basic deck. I can build two basic decks in a week and make a grand a week off each deck. So that's 2000 a week if I really wanted to. So I, I think I can be all enough. And if I'm making that kind of money, but if you're, if you're making hundreds of dollars, no, you can't be all enough. And so it's cool to work. It's all right to work a part-time job. Gosh. Yeah. To feed yeah. The passion and entrepreneurial yeah, aspect. Yeah. And so I like that. And it's um, good to have a full-time job and let your business be your part-time job, but just put in the hours. Right. Put in the work. Yeah. yeah put in the work. That's a fair statement. That's that's the only difference is between the guys that make it and don't put in the work. Um, so this is cool. One, I I know you talked about being a contractor. Yeah, I know you've been in media. Yeah. Um, what is the one entrepreneurial thing that you wanted to go into that you just never done, but it's always been tickling in your mind? Mm-hmm. Is there anything? No, because I just do it. Right. I don't, <laughs> you know what? No, that's a fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just do it because I figured, you know. So 
one of the other reasons when you want when you ask why I'm black, okay? And to some of your white audience out here, I'm sorry that you may have to hear this. I'm a black guy. I get a lot of flack. Okay, even the job that I'm at, I had to prove day in and day out that I was good at my job and I knew what I was talking about. I got tested. It's not been a week out of the 52 weeks that I've been at my job that I have not been tested. So as you see, I got a T-shirt that says sarcasm on it, right? And somebody asked me, matter of fact, they asked me today, what made you, you know, so sarcastic? I'm going to get to my point. So just real keep keep with me. And the sarcasm is a coping mechanism for when I get tested. Right. So when people ask, people ask me questions, they try to read my response. My response is not going to tell you. My words will tell you. So don't read my body language. Don't do that. If I say it, I say it. That's what it is. And so sometimes because I might say it a certain way, and I might be thinking at the same time, People would think, oh, you're not confident at what I, the answer was, right? right? So I would just become sarcastic because I'm like, this way they kind of back off. Mm-hmm. And then when I do give the answer, you know, I've had a chance to really think about what the answer is because when they test you, they're testing you kind of like out of the blue. Right. Okay. So because I'm a black guy, that, that is, and they, I know I get tested because I'm a black guy. Mm-hmm. Now, that is the reason why I became an entrepreneur because I know me being a black guy, I'm going to be tested. They're going to hold me back from certain promotions and certain things that I know I'm ready to do. I know I'm ready to do. I know, call it qualify, call it what you want to call it, but I know I'm ready and I can't do a job that I aimed at doing. But because of that, sometimes I don't get that opportunity or I have to wait a year or two to get certain opportunities handed to me. So for me, I would rather just go do it myself and prove how good I am automatically without having to wait. So that was one of the reasons why I stuck within was like, yeah, I'll be, um, you know, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll be an entrepreneur. Cause think about it. And, I'm, and I'll give you an example. So in my marketing company, not only was I the salesperson, I was a negotiator. I was the writer. I was a shooter. I was the editor. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I was working for a company, who would actually trust me to run a camera on my first commercial? Right. Who would have trusted me to edit on my first commercial? I like I never I never thought about the power of being an entrepreneur and how yes. it positions you yeah. in a way of leadership. Yeah, you're automatically a leader. You're automatically a leader. leader. Yeah. Um you only talk to heads of companies, you're never the you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you automatically talk to heads of companies. You're not the you're not talking to the receptionist, you're not the same as you know, as I'm on the phone now, I might have to talk to a secretary or an office right. manager. I don't really talk to the you owners because customer care. You I'm, are tech. You are right, right. <laughs> so the current job now, I have a boss who's going to ask me questions. Right. So I've been talking to somebody who has a boss, mm-hmm. and we relay messages to each other and give them to our boss. Okay. When you're an entrepreneur, you're automatic. You make the phone calls as the boss, so you automatically talk to the other boss. You don't even talk to the secretary. You bypass all of them. Okay. So that gives you so much elite power that you just chose to have, right? Because you, of because it's your it's your company. It's your company. It's you, your company. You chose to have business. it. You chose to have it. Okay. So you chose your power. It's not so, just you, yeah. You don't have to kick your butt. And, jump into the fear. Be a leader. No, there is no fear. I'm sorry. I yeah. just matrixed it. Um, yeah, there's fear. There I mean, is no there is no fear. I think the fear is uncertainty. Yeah. Okay. 
because you don't know what the other side is like. Because you're thinking like, oh my God, it's gonna, I'm gonna suffer. I'm gonna be, it's gonna be hell, and that's TV. But be scared and still do it. But that's TV. Yeah. And I, it's funny because this isn't. So even doing the podcast, yeah, very scared about doing this. Um, and now you're how many shows in? I am. You are number nine. Number nine. I was ten shows in one. how many? How many? How many weeks you've been doing this? I don't know. Think about it. Less than a month. Month or two. A month, about two months. Two yeah. months, ten shows. It's not right. even. So you've done more than a show a week. Right. So you do it, but you do it scared. I can't say that I was scared, yeah. but you do it scared. And it does. It's weird. At some point, I know, because right now this is the, uh, I interviewed the good Karen last week. Right. And the good Karen calls her year of starting her business with um, spa products and things. Okay. She said this is her last year for it, meaning that going forward, this is the last year that she will have to have production things. Okay. This is the last year of her learning the initial stage. Right, right. Next year. And right. so that's how I feel about right. this podcast. It's like, right. it's sort of cool You're to be, see. of course, with you helping me and doing editing. Uh, but it's cool to learn, which I didn't want to do. I just wanted to talk. But to learn how to edit, to learn the software, yeah. to take yeah. it to the next little bit so that... Well, that makes you better. And it makes you vested. And it makes you vested. It makes you... I am. I have become very particular about... One, let me tell you this funny. Yeah. So, in doing the podcast, yeah. I had this mad, this like this thing where I was going to be really deep. <laughs> and really soulful. Oh, my God. And I would come on here and I'd be yeah. like... and. Thank you for listening to Sinitra. Yeah. I pray you wisdom. That cloud passes. And I have yet to do an, like a, a show by myself. Passes. Yeah. Because I learned in doing this process, I actually love talking to people. Right. I mean, I, right. Love, I love the interview oh, part. Yeah. So I'm going to change it up a little bit because Mason and I have like great conversations. So you wrote down two, two words. Did you write down? Did you own? What did you write down? <laughs> Let's see. Pick one. Because what we're going to do is, because we vibe really well when it comes to conversation, um, right. we're just going to, whatever you wrote down, we're going we're gonna to freaking go for it. Okay. All right. What did you write down? You wrote down words to help me. Happy. Okay. You know I can do happy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's my middle name. Um, but yeah. I will say this. I will start this way instead. And this is this is as deep as you want this question to be. Okay. No, I'm going to change that. When I say happy, what's the first thing that comes to your mind besides my name? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, a sunny day. Okay. Yeah, good weather. Now, what does happiness, what did happiness mean to you when you were 18? A sunny day. Um, it was just, I love sunny days. Um, sunny day, hitting a baseball. And, you know, I was an 18-year-old boy. Exactly. So y'all can take that laugh for what it meant. All right. And now after having businesses, being an entrepreneur, working for companies, having children, raising children, yeah. what does happy look like now? It still is a sunny day. Uh, it still is a sunny day. And enjoying it. Um, yeah. About it. Air conditioning, some juice or something like that. 
<laughs> you know, like some, some uh, you know, I don't drink, so I drink like Powerade or apple, apple juice. green. Yeah, apple, apple green Kool Aid. Sour apple Kool Aid. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So happiness to me is, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful day. And, and when the sun's out, you can enjoy it, and you get to talk, and you get to laugh, and you don't have many worries and stuff like like your stuff. Your 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 crap can wait till Monday, you know. Um, yeah. And let me think. Happiness for me is weird. Um, I am happy. Happiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I remember when I when you said the word happy, I thought about this time when I worked at this insurance company, and I was young and a claims adjuster, and I. Go into this office, and the manager looked upset. Right. And I said, hey, are you okay? Is something wrong? Yeah. Um, you don't look happy. And he said, that's not your problem. <laughs> and this was like, that's what he said. It, it. This is not your problem. All right. And that was, I can't remember how many years ago. And I thought, first thing, you know, yeah. but you know what? He is so, and I'm going to say this, Mom, I'm sorry, he is so damn right. Yeah, he is right. His happiness is not my problem. No. And I think that sort of happiness became my own thing. You own I did, it. Yeah, yeah, you own it. It yeah. wasn't, it's not for me to pass around. That's not for me to explain to you why I'm happy. Right. It it, it just is what it is. Um, Man, I think it's owning the moment. I think it's living in the moment and also realizing there are parts because I always ask myself my favorite year of life I was 19 years old I wasn't 18 I was 19 19 was my year for some I had a lot go on in my 19th year uh well maybe 18 something I don't okay. know somewhere down that, that line but uh you're right you, you don't have bills 18 you don't have many bills mm-hmm. I had a cell phone bill that was a little different at 18 Brownish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People didn't even know about cell phones and stuff. I, I was different, you know. I was always I felt like ahead of my time in certain areas. Um, but when you realize you're right, happiness is not it's not my responsibility to make someone else happy. Happy, right. but it's my responsibility to make myself happy. And we forget about that, and we also forget about what is actual happiness you know right. we get caught up in the weaves and the woes and the things and that i'll make it which is me. great which is great accomplishing things is a wonderful thing feeling but you know, I, I will say this out of all the investment investing that i've done and like even the plays the movies uh the projects sometimes i wish i just would have went on vacations right to be okay. honest with you i wish i would have had uh, more romantic moments. Uh, I wish I would have had more family moments. I wish I would have just, there's a lot of times I wish that, um, not that it didn't buy me the knowledge that I have and the maturity that comes with the knowledge. Cause being an entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, you learn so much. Yeah. Uh, and you become very mature because that learning curve that you talked about, that's mm-hmm. your learning curve. You can't blame yeah. your mistakes on nobody else. There is so, oh, a, you become very self-aware. There's no me and what I feel and how I think. Is This is you. These are your numbers. This is what it is. But then you also respect the good times that you can have. So when you take 500 bucks and you put it towards something or $1,000 and you put it towards something, 
Um, do you realize that that could have been a beach trip, a cruise? Um, that, a moment in the memory. A moment in the memory. It could have been, you know, you could have been sipping my ties on the end of a beach inside of a cabana. Uh, green apple cooling. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, you know, but uh, so you, you have to think along those lines. It's happy to be. So, yeah. All right. My word. You ready for it? Yeah. Mine's was romantic music. You said one word. Okay, fine, music. Romantic music. Okay, the got music, it. Either one. Bring it. What you got? Romantic music? Either romantic music. I don't care. Country music. Kim Chemistry. Of... That's my favorite romantic. No, Brian McKnight. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, my, I love music. Okay. My cousin Didi is probably listening right now. Um, Shout out, Didi. Hi, Didi. I love old music. Okay. Um, the Flamingos. I only have eyes for you. Okay. I, like they use it in commercials now. Right, like, right, right. Slap in the face. That right. is the most beautiful song ever okay. made. He said, are there stars out the night? Because I can only, I only have eyes for you. So I can't even freaking see the stars. Come on. Oh, that's pretty nice. Right? So, yeah. It, it's funny because I don't, you, you're probably, I'm a, such a hip hop head. Right, and that's why I said music is fine. You don't have to do romantic music. Bring hip hop. I'm ready. Yeah, because I don't listen to lyrics from R&B songs. <sighs> I don't even realize that saying lyrics. I, I I finally realized there were words to an R&B song when I heard an R. Kelly song. I only thought that they were just like wooing and woeing, so I didn't understand that they were actually saying something. That is, let me tell you, <laughs> you know this already. I saw Babyface and Kim on Friday. Okay. Monisha Brown, if you ever listen to this, God bless you for these tickets. Yeah. Babyface. And I hadn't listened to Babyface music in forever. Um, Babyface, literally, I closed my eyes. It was back in like high school to college. Oh, yes. It was butterflies in my stomach. It was like, yeah. like I could smell new love. It was. See, that's Babyface. Yeah. And, and you had yeah. said that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I told you. It, it's And I just, like, I looked around and we all had the same vibe. Yeah. In all that is going on in the world and all you know, the, the crazy, it was awesome just to be like, I, this is love. This is, oh. This well, is, you know what? Babyface, Babyface was the one. So, okay. I remember the song, When Can I See You Again? I think that was around 1994 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I heard his lyrics because I can hear him clearly say it. Right. Before that, it was like a, I heard the chorus. But you said Kim too and Kim. Oh God, yeah. But I still I don't know most of his Really? I know a little bit of it. Oh my gosh. I will But but I but yeah, they I challenge you to like get one Kim song that you love how it makes you feel. Oh yeah. And then look at the words. It will be this morning he had one song. And I'm I'm an okay Kim fan. I mean, I, I think he's amazing. I it's can a, blast Kim. Echo, my Echo show shows the yeah. lyrics. Oh, wow. When the song is playing. And I looked and I was like, it was, you don't have to lie. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. What beautiful words. Like, so, okay, that was my word. Mine was music romance. What's your next word? Uh, Life. Like the movie? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Eddie Murphy. That's came to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, what it, you. I'm the papa? Yeah, I'm the pappy. I'm the pappy? Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Jingalang, jingalang. That's what you got out of that. I'm I'm pretty sure you probably got something deeper, but that's what I heard. Yeah. Well, um, well, no, man. That's what you got. That's what 
Have Makes you seen Dig It in the Grave? Like, yeah. I, I see the whole movie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. I remember the whole movie. But I, I uh, yeah, I was a little deeper than that. But that that's what makes us human, and that's why I, I told you your podcast is to me would be it, it, it probably can hit a number one nationwide uh, because over and over again, Didi, just keep downloading it for me. Oh uh, <laughs> well, you know, there's a few techniques that I think you would have to learn on how to spread it, like to yeah. to push it more. But other than that, I think you will probably have the highest. You you have the capability to having the highest listenership of podcasts in the nation is because you you talk to people and people you and this is one thing that's funny when I hear people talk, especially when you talk about entrepreneurship and things of that nature, and even of your show, you need people. Yeah. You know, and it's funny how people I'm I'm closed off. I'm to myself. I cut people off. Like it sounds so cool, like I'm just gonna cut them off. But now those same people that you cut off could be the people that brings you 20 more listeners, 30 listeners, four or five customers, four or five, you know, patrons, patron supporters to whatever cause you have. And you're sitting here cutting them off. It's like you're not thinking here. You know, right. you, you got to have people and your podcast is about people. So to me, you, that's why you'll be huge because this is people and it's regular every day people. Thank you. Super, super much. For yeah. And that is like, that makes my, the people part. I love. You love people. I love people, but <laughs> I pray with this podcast that I always stay excited about talking to people, like talking to you and like hearing this. And like I said, this is, it is easy. So I think you Mason will. is not only black, he's also a man. Uh, how. Awesome is it to just get back and sit back and kick it with a brother. Okay. We ain't talking about okay. you did X, Y, and Z or why y'all do this. None of that. Oh, no. We're yeah. just. Oh, yeah, the whole. Do you know oh, what I mean? It's just peaceful and it's right, 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 right. We didn't, like, even the things we wrote down, we could have gone left. Completely left. Yeah. But it's peaceful and it's calm and it's good and it's healthy. So, ladies and gentlemen, please find your somebody out there not to argue with, yeah, not to debate with. Just exchange a word and just let it flow and honor, even if you don't agree. Right, right, like, right. He's probably like, why did you say life the movie? And I'm like, that's what came to my mind. But that's what came to your mind, so yeah. So don't argue about why life came to my mind. Just enjoy the exchange. It's the, it's the respect of each other's differences. Right. It's and, and that is beautiful. I think we don't respect it enough right. overall. We expect, mm-hmm. you have these TV expectations. We have right. expectations of our friends who throw requirements in our head of what right. somebody should and shouldn't do. Instead of just saying, hey, you know, that person, you know, they like, see, I like chocolate ice cream. They like vanilla ice cream. Okay. You know. Right. Or, or, I wonder why they like chocolate. Uh, that ill. Yeah, you shouldn't man. be liking chocolate. Well, you know what? Just being like, cool. I know when I go buy ice cream cones, I'm going to get chocolate and you're going to eat vanilla. However it works, right. you know? And I think that's just what it is. Instead of digging deep, like, why dig so deep? It, the hell, it's none of your business anyway. Hey, <laughs> I think we have, have, with social media and with the internet, and they're all great things because I'm going to yeah. post this to Facebook and I would like y'all to share. Yeah. But with that, it has given so many a voice 
And yeah. that is technically good when you use it for good. Right. And when you use it for honor. And when you use it for respect. Right. And do I mean you have to agree? Heck no. No. But should it be used in a respectful way? Can it be used in a respectful way? Definitely. Can it be used in a way that's just freaking funny? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. People are gonna can't they people don't like to hear me say this, but it is what it is. Whatever. I have friends right. who voted for Trump. Right. I have friends who voted for Biden. Right. I have friends who voted for Obama. I actually have friends who can't stand Obama. Right. It is the character of the person that is so important. You Correct. are not always gonna like what people like, but their character is what shines through. Uh, um I dated a guy who didn't look like me in college. And this other guy who looked more like me could not stand that particular guy. Okay. He pulled me to the side um, months later after we had been dating for a while. The guy who looks like me and he said, let me tell you something. I have a lot of respect for your man because something went down and all the people who look like me backed away. Right. Your man didn't ask if it was right, if it was wrong. He knew I was with them. He was with me. And we'll we'll cut it up when we get home. We'll cut up when we go right now. now I got your back right now. I got now. your back. Yeah. And I think that was I know that was a life I can't even remember the dude's name, but I know it was a life changing moment. Can I say he all he loves white people now forever? No, but I have no. to believe that he learned that you don't always assume that what looks like you and what acts like you and what talks like you has your back. Is for you. It's for you. Boom. You nailed it. Yeah, it's for, it's you. for you. And no. that I, it's funny when I think, I just think about that, that lesson. Um, I try to focus that with raising my kids. Right. I try to focus that with people that I meet. You, you never know. And they've all walked into some crazy situations. Listen, I feel like when we get older, there's a level of mainstream America mm-hmm. that we hit when we become adults. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you the biggest person, if you want to watch is Kobe Bryant. Mm. If you watch a Kobe Bryant interview when he was 17 years old, at that age, we all used to talk with this <laughs> New York. Right. But, Yo, what's going on? My, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and then as you notice, like right before he died, as he got older, he was very clear, very articulate. Words were clear, no accent at all. Mm-hmm. As most of us Americans, we might have an accent from my area, but we know when we have to, you know, cut on the. Right. We so have to present, know your audience. Just know your audience. And so I think um, as we get older, we realize, man, we're all from the same. Uh, your mom's listening. I know. So we're all from the, <laughs> I'll put to be honest with you, I just feel like we're all from the same bucket. Yeah. And because we have fam- black, white, Hispanic, Filipino. Italian. Yeah. If you were to Asian. go to Asia, if you were to go to China, and you go to the projects of China, there's poor people in China. Right. We forget that when we see people <laughs> at an Asian restaurant who might be doing or nails, who might be doing pretty well, but you forget they got family members probably in another country that are in the hood. Right. Just like we have family that's in the hood. Right. You forget that some of the people that are in your office has a cousin that lives in a trailer park right now. That's facing criminal charges. Exactly. Like we, like we right. have, it is. It, 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 it's, it is life. It is like life, mm-hmm. and we're all really much in the same bucket. That's what you meant by the word, and not the movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're all in the same bucket. We come from, we really are all cut from the same cloth, which is why our color of blood is the same color. Yeah. But we don't realize that we, you know, we look at the pigmentation and our mm-hmm. body differences and our cultural differences. And then we say, Oh, we're so different, but it's just not the same. No, we're all the same. And I don't want anybody to get lost in this conversation. Yeah, but anyway. My we fault. are. No, you're fine. Yeah. The culture, I love my culture. Right. I love my brown skin. Right. I love when I go to D.C., I hear go-go music. Oh, yeah. Um, I love I love the history. Um, When I go home, I go to the Frederick Douglass house. Okay. Um, I'm, I haven't been in a while. I got to go. But I love blackness. And what I mean right. by love and blackness is that as you get older and as you grow, your mind, your eyes come off of you and it looks on all the people before you. Right. Like somebody had wrote this or read it, but the only reason we are here, like you and I even having this conversation, yeah. is because somebody didn't die on a ship. Right. Somebody Agreed. didn't. Somebody. Our ships made it. Our ships made it. Yeah. Somebody didn't die in the cotton field. No, I agree. Somebody, right. somebody ran. Somebody ran. Somebody crossed water. Yeah. Somebody fought for us to go to school. Right. So. I didn't think about that. Right. Somebody fought for us to go to yeah. school. Somebody. Yeah. Even this, this moment in time, if you, when you look back, like I, my, my Aunt Emily, I have you a know, old picture of her and she is walking and this white lady is yeah. behind her and she looks not happy at my Aunt right. Emily. Who has her head held high? She yeah. had on her um, I think she used to work for London Fog. Oh she wow, her, which wasn't normal, like right for black women to be able to have such a work for such a company. Yeah, head up, walking high, walking tall. You couldn't tell her nothing. Right, and that's what we carry with us. And right. for me, for it's so beautiful. So people laugh. Am I different? Yep. Am I bohemian? Yep. Do I love country music? Yep. Yeah. Do I love my culture? Hell to the yes. Uh, Every single bit of it. Does that mean I disrespect other cultures? Nope. No, no, no. So, no. there you go. All right, listen. Is that enough? That is enough. Oh, wow, that was quick. I know, right? Did you want to go um, any more? We're good. Okay. I love this. Um, And what we're going... <laughs> I, 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 want, I did want to speak a little bit more on... That's what I was going to say. Entrepreneurship and stuff like that. What do you... What's your, what do you want your takeaway to be about the interview that I got to do with Mason Price? Oh, wow. If you're listening out there, my takeaway would be to try it. Mm. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to do anything life changing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you want to sell cakes, go to your next you know, little league football game and ask them how much is a table to put down and sell cakes. Want to do a podcast about something? Just do a podcast. If you want to make jewelry, make jewelry, and then you'll then go out and try to sell it. And that's it. Like, don't wait for special permission from God to come down in His face to say, "Go do it." Because He's telling you right now. If you have if it, you in happen your heart, to get to listen to this. Yeah, and God uses people to speak His message. So if you hear yeah. Him saying this. And you're the cake maker. You're the jewelry maker. Do do it. Do the thing do the right thing, now. Yeah. Don't get caught up in the paperwork. Don't get caught up in the ooh yeah. and the how. Just do it. I put it to you like this right here. If this if that doesn't help you, you need a little more inspiration. Every big purchase that I made, remember when I had a Porsche? Mm-hmm. 
bought some land, mm-hmm. bought all kind of crazy boat. Right. That came from my business. That did right. that, that didn't come from a job. Exactly. I've not made one big purchase. Yeah. Because I have a job. Mm-hmm. Your bigger purchases, the things that you're going to really want, I guarantee it's going to come from your business. Because your business is going to make you money because there's no cap on it. Mm-hmm. And your business is, is possibly yeah. where your heart is. It changes the game. Yeah. For me, with even doing this podcast, I'm not money-minded doing right. this, which is, I just, I love it. And That, that makes you rich, though. That make, Exactly. Yeah. That makes you yeah. rich. So, yeah. all right. Um, I am going to thank Mason Price, Mason Price, Mason Price. That's how I know I'm tired. That's what I know um, when my words start getting weird. Right. Um, thank you for your time. All right. Thank you for your wisdom. Oh yeah. Um, thank you for our, all the things you've taught me in this whole podcast thing and the things you're going to teach me in the future oh, and for yeah. setting this up. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I hope that this, uh, knock somebody's socks off. I hope it blesses their soul. I hope the one person out there who needs to hear this, you are totally loved and you can totally do it. This All is right. Sinitra and I am Sinitra. How y'all doing? We're going to count us out in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's funny. You see that?